I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. We only have this extra. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. That was uh, Phantom Band with... I don't know if it's a glamour or a glamour. But oh. it's, and that's what it was. I really liked Starting it. Starting with controversy. Yeah, I'm, early on, I'm already confused. I think what it is, oh, it's, we're, we're coming from uh, Birmingham today, so we're at the studios of BRMB. That's not that jingle, you've made that up. <laughs> it used to be, oh. 30 years ago when I used to listen to it. But uh, I've noticed the, uh, the stools are higher at BRMB oh, than they are at Absolute. Yeah. So my feet aren't touching the floor. <laughs> and they don't move either. I was trying to move it and you can't because there's no wheels. Oh, right? stop moaning. Do you know yes. what I like? No, we've but got, I'm not Gareth looked at me in a very hurt fashion. I was only teasing. I'm trying to help. We've got a visitor, haven't we, in the studio, which I quite like. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about it. Why? Hello, I love the holiness. visitor. <laughs> we have a young man from BRMB who's watching over us in case we have technical problems. And I feel like, you know, when sometimes the teacher would come in and there'd be another teacher who sat at the back of the class <laughs> and watched the teacher teaching. That's what I feel like. I feel like he's coming to, uh, God, you should have said that Frank Skinner on Saturday morning, pressed the wrong button twice. <laughs> I think it's going to be like that, you know, around the water cooler. They haven't got a water cooler. No. I'll tell you what they've got at BRMB when I came in. There was a three-disc display of Shaggy albums. Was there? I mean, <laughs> is it, have I stepped into a time machine? <laughs> Three Shaggy albums? Wow. I know, oh, I didn't know so that. Who oh, knew yeah. he had it in oh, him? Oh, God, he's, he's, he's big somewhere. Um, <laughs> he was a me. Yeah. <laughs> Just for those of you who don't remember. That's your autobiography Can you think of another? What's another Shaggy track? Oh, Mr. Right. Bombastic, totally fantastic. Is that him? Yeah. There's one that's got... Do you know, is it... Oh, God, I like that. Is that him? <laughs> that's him. That's, oh, I think that was the original that's one. That's probably... Uh, it? Oh, yeah. I don't know. what the, that, that, Anyway, any Shaggy fans who want to text us yeah. with some interesting details from his life or career... Or the life and careers of his family. <laughs> I imagine he comes from a musical family, Shaggy. I mean, that just doesn't come from nowhere, that kind of talent. Or oh, that name. That's a funny old name to give a child. Well, I'm not going into it. I'm not going into it. Yeah, obviously, tremendous foresight on the part of the parents. <laughs> I wonder what the clue was when they looked at him. Anyway, we, we're coming live from Birmingham. You can text us about absolutely anything oh. on 8, 12, 15. I mean, anything. We won't necessarily read it out, but I, I just like contact. I think, or oh, text David. I think he's going to take over the show by the end of it. I've got that Who, feeling. Who's David? Be- Isn't he called David? James Oh, James, sorry. <laughs> You're thinking of David James. Of, of I course. Think he's called I, David. I'm going, David James isn't watching James, I'm really show. sorry I got your name wrong. That's awful, Frank. She does that to everyone she meets deliberately, just to set up status. <laughs> so I don't feel bad oh, about I'm it. So sorry. I guess the Shazia Mercer today. Who's from Birmingham? I think. Oh yeah, I know her actually. She's a showbiz friend. Is she really? Mm, yeah. You you know her more. I don't. I don't know anyone. What no, is I... it with me? I say, what is it with me? All that I'm, I'll just, make a I'm list. scratching. Uh, I did. I shout then. I watched. Um, I watched the one show last night. Oh, right? Chris Evans. Is he? Um, he needs to Google microphone. Why? Because he shouted, he shouted at every. I couldn't, I couldn't stand it anymore. Oh. It was like being, um, it was like going out with it someone. It was like being much near Chris younger. Evans. You know when you go out with someone who's much younger, <laughs> and then and you realise after. I don't know about this. If you're a man of my age, and say you're around a woman, attractive as she oh. may be in her twenties, it's a bit like when sometimes when you're in a third world hotel room and you think. Well, I can either have the screeching loud noise of the aircon or I can be hot. I think I'll be hot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last night it was like that. And he was, yeah, and everybody, <laughs> stop it. Stop, please stop shouting. He's probably <laughs> forgotten how TV works. He thinks, well, they can see me, but I need to really speak up if they're going to hear me I as mean, well. I mean, let's face this is a man much more experienced in broadcasting than me and much more successful. I'm not, you know, who am I to? Um, He's won a Sony Gold. He's won many Sony goals. And he's got a spotted shirt. And I think he won an Olympic medal for shouting. (laughs) There is a shouting event. Not so much screech. I'm calling it Mm. screeching now at this point. Anyway, there'll be lots of people now texting on 8, 12, 15, saying if you had half the talent, I mean half the talent of Chris Evans, you'd be in hospital. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Someone's texted in, one, two, one. One, two, one, are you testing the microphone? (laughs) 
saying the only fact I, I know numbers. about Shaggy is that the first time he heard his own song on the radio, he was serving in Iraq. I didn't know that. It's quite interesting. Wow. The war in Iraq started when um, Shaggy's first. Well, clearly it had. No, he was just, uh, he, was, he was in a bar. That's why he was serving <laughs> in Iraq. <laughs> yes, mate. One, um, what's one? it going to be? Um, two, oh, hold on a minute. Organo later. That's my record. Organo Stop everything. Can I have those drinks, please? If, just wait a minute. I'm listening to my Organo That's a little moment there from the life of... Yeah, so he was a he was a hero. Yeah. I know. There I was. I thinking he was... Uh, sh- yeah. Shaggy in the army. I know. I know. <laughs> it's serious. Anyway, you're probably wondering, the people who haven't switched off... Um, why um, we're in Birmingham today. Mm. And it's for my benefit, I'll be honest with mm. you. Um, I need, after, after this, I will shoot across. I'm talking about shoot across to um, nearby Litchfield in Staffordshire. It's about 20 Ooh. miles away. So is that quite near? Oh, it's 20 miles away, OK. Yeah, and uh, because I'm going to be inaugurated. It's, oh. over, it's overdue. Oh, I, oh, I love an inauguration. I'm going to be inaugurated as the... President of the Samuel Johnson Society. Uh, Samuel Johnson was an 18th century writer who wrote, a, you may know, he wrote a dictionary. Well, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I've got some, it just so happens, I have some definitions from that very dictionary. Oh, God. What about this then? The cough, right? Cough. You're reading it from the dictionary. Cough. Yeah. cough, a convulsion of the lungs vellicated by some sharp serosity. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I, I need a dictionary for that. Yeah, definition. we need to look up velis- vel- the V word you said. Yes, and serosity, probably. Serosity. Mm. Um, that's it with dictionaries, though, isn't it? Once you're yeah. in, you're, you're in. And I've always thought that. I don't know. You don't need a dictionary anymore, though, because you just have spell check and Google. What about this, though? Kickshaw, a dish so changed by the cookery that it can scarcely be known. <laughs> wow, a kickshaw. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm just using that. <laughs> Bit of a kickshaw, this is. <laughs> that was me spitting, not. Uh... Yeah, so that Samuel Johnson, who was a sort of a literary... He, actually, he used to... What, he, he got depressed. He used to get the depression. Oh, did he? And he used to walk from Litchfield to Birmingham. Oh, so it was quite a modern condition, depression. They, no, didn't know they we... probably called it something else then. Yeah. I think they probably called it... A black uh, heart me- Melancholy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he used to walk um, to Birmingham, which is, like I say, about 18, 20 miles, and then he'd walk back again. That used to, he used to get it off. So those of you at home on antidepressants... Try that. Just go and walk 40 miles. You'll feel all the different for it. I would do. I'd split it. I'd walk 20 one way and 20 the other. Or you will be. You'll be depressed because you're 40 miles from home. <laughs> but, um, yeah, try that. And he's famous for all sorts of quotes. There yeah. was a, um, someone once said to him that a woman was preaching. Obviously, this is a, a, is a normal thing now, but then mm. was quite unusual. And this, I think this quote sort of combines that, that, um, that move in the Church of England to have women uh, priests. And also the last series of Britain's Got Talent. Because he said, see, hearing a woman preach is like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs. It is not done well, but one is surprised to see that it is done at all. A <gasps> 70s chauvinist, how dare he? Well, he was a sort of an 1870s <laughs> chauvinist. That's a bit different, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, so I'm, I was a big fan of it. So I'm, very, I'm really excited about being the president of the society. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Well, I can't wait to hear about it. We weren't invited. I and there was to, another you one. You were embarrassed I... of us that we'd embarrass... I think you thought we'd let the tone down. Yeah, well, I think so. And uh, Oh, God! I, well, I have to deliver a half-hour um, paper tonight. A paper. I have to deliver wow. a paper. I've got the satchel and everything. <laughs> um, I don't know whether I'll go right up to the door. I'll do American style <laughs> and just throw it onto the lawn and see what happens. <laughs> no, I have to deliver a sort of academic, an half-hour speech you? about Samuel Johnson. Yeah, oh, God. Can I give you one more quote, then we'll move on? Yes, you, don't go get, on you don't get enough of, uh, of this on uh, well, that's commercial true. radio. <laughs> I, um, he once went backstage. He was a friend of David Garrick, the actor. And mm. he said, um, I'll come no backstage. more. Backstage. He says, I'll come no more behind your scenes, David. Oh, dear. He said, because the silk stockings and white bobbies of your actresses have excited my amorous propensities. <laughs> That's what you said when you went to see Girls Aloud backstage. <laughs> it was. Exa- I said exactly that. They just looked at me. <laughs> I hate it when they do that, Girls Aloud. This, this is Frank Skinner. This. Absolute Radio. So they asked her if she wanted to go to rehab, and she said, no, no, no. Really? Did they say, all right, it's the first time. <laughs> 
Go on about it. Just trying to help you. It doesn't make any difference to me one way or the other. I just thought, you know, you're getting a bit of a mess. You need a bit of assistance, but okay. You can text us on 8, 12, 15 about um, all sorts of stuff. But I tell you what I would like to te- uh, mm. people to text about. Mm. I was talking about um, Samuel Johnson. I'm not going to go on about him anymore. But one thing, although he was a great literary figure and a great writer and all that. Good hair as well. Amazing. Mm. I think that's a wig. Mm. Oh. He um, had a slightly pockmarked face because of scrofula. the scrofula. Scrofula, yeah. You've been Googling, haven't you? Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently he had Tourette syndrome as well, but we won't go down that road. Oh, okay. Anyway, one thing he, he, he wouldn't... Forsooth! Forsooth! <laughs> Forsooth. I think you're about... I think you're a century or two too early. <laughs> but he actually had a very strange... He had, uh, he had 17th and 16th century... Uh, Tourette syndrome. So he said, forsooth. <laughs> anyway, listen, we're losing listeners by the, by the dozen. Yeah, go on. At the moment. Um, what he wouldn't do is when he walked down the street, this was the early day of the paving slab, he, mm. wouldn't, he wouldn't step on the cracks. Oh. Do you remember that thing at school when you're out mm. if you step on the crack? He wouldn't do that. He couldn't. Fall and break your back. Is that what it is? That, yeah, is that the, step uh, on the cracks, fall and break your back. Oh, we mm. didn't say that in London. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> scan. Didn't no. scan we just well. said, driver... Um, so he didn't like stepping on the cracks. He wouldn't do it. it he was—he uh, thought it would spoil his day in some way. Oh. And I just wondered if any of our—that's um, like OCD. Then. Like I—I I, yeah. I do salute if I see one magpie, I—I I salute them because I what you know, you know one for sorrow. Even if I'm out in a re- you salute a bird. I salute yes. I, I if um, salute a boot. I salute a boot, and why shouldn't I? <laughs> Um, uh, sorry, is this a... Uh, I sell out a boot. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking around the dart and I saluted a boat. Um, no, what happened... Um, what happens is I, if I see a magpie, mm-hmm. I, you know, one for sorrow, you're supposed to salute. You're supposed to say, good morning, Mr. Magpie. But I think oh, that's you ridiculous. can't do that. I just How do the salute. embarrassing. I, sometimes I've been in a crowded London street. I've seen a magpie and I've just scratched <laughs> my head a bit. It's a very, very low-key <laughs> salute. Just something between me and him. But they know. They know what you're doing. Well, the, the, the magpies yeah. do. I'm hoping other people do. I can't yeah. do a full-on click the heels and, you know. Oh, fine. You're not saying good morning, Mr. Magpie. I don't say that. You'll be incarcerated. No, I don't say that. I just do the salute. But then sometimes, if obviously it's two for joy. If you see two, you don't have to do the salute. But sometimes I'll salute and then I'll see a second one and I think, well, now where does that put me? Oh, you can't you're in all withdraw. sorts of trouble with the magpies. You can't withdraw a, a, some sort of avian salute. <laughs> I, think that's a, I think that's something I've always I thought. have that um, slight OCD thing. It's not actual OCD, is it? It's obsessive OCD, compulsive disorder. Course, yeah. And it's, it's like, a, you know, like David Beckham has to line up the Coke cans. He has like a minor strain of it, he says. Because he has right. to, all the Coke cans in his fridge have to be completely symmetrical. He can't have the Coca-Cola thing facing the other way. Oh, I keep mentioning a brand. We could be sponsored by them. I love it. Um, So, yeah. So what I have is... um, Are you going to say something else? Are you going to say something minty? No, you're not. No, I'm not. Uh, (laughs) I want to know. I want to know what your thing is. Okay, so what I do is my glasses in my cupboard, not spectacles, my drinking glasses. Yeah. I have a weird thing. I have to have the tumblers at the front and the champagne glasses at the back. So they have to go in a certain descending order of height. That surprises me because I'd have thought the champagne glasses are almost <laughs> never in on the cupboard. They're always they're always in the dishwasher. I would have thought. Oh. Well, it's so they can all see you when you open the cupboard door. Yeah. But if the tall ones are at the front, the little ones won't be able to see. It's a good point. You know what they say: if you can see the camera, the camera can see you. Exactly. So if any any of our listeners um, have any odd. Um, OCD thing, little rituals they have to yeah. do. I mean, not someone who's absolutely madly suffering with it who's going to send a big long... I mean, come on. It's no good calling us. There's other people for you to call. There'll be a phone line of some kind. Anyway, text us on 81215 for your little oddities. <laughs> <laughs> I like a little oddity. I don't know about you, Mr. Hopes. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. That was a quick one. Yes, that was, um, that was, uh, Deer Hunter. No, it wasn't. It was, it was Deer Hunter. Was it? It was 3D, yes, the name of the band. Oh, oh How many songs have they got? Are we going to have to play all of them? No. And just... then that one after. That's the only reason he played it, so he no, could play Deer Hunter. I, no, I really like that song, it's very good. 
Um, have we had any texts? Well, Dave from Staines says, Frank, when I see a magpie, I say, good morning, Mr. Magpie. I hope I find thee well. How mad is that? I mean, that's a conversation. That's not a <laughs> greeting, is it? I mean, one anticipates a response from the magpie of some kind. I like that. Um, and we had another text in, actually, Frank, this week about, it's about Birmingham. It concerns you and Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear it? Did you say Birmingham? No, Birmingham. Okay, carry on. It's from a Birmingham. Um, he's called Luke <laughs> Bailey. And he says, Dear Frank, Emily and Gareth, yesterday I was travelling to work on the bus listening to your wonderful podcast and laughing along to the story of Frank sleeping on a central reservation. Yes, that always tickles my fancy as well, that story. I was, this was from my drinking days, by yeah. the way. I, I wasn't bitten by a tetsy fly, if that's what you're thinking. He mentioned that it was the one between Five Ways Island and Broad Street. At that very moment, the bus passed over that exact location and I was looking at the exact spot where Frank must have lay all those years ago. Truly amazing. I thank you for that fantastic visual I was able to achieve. How lovely. That's mm. like when you get to uh, Tate Gallery and you get, you get the <laughs> headphones and it tells you about each, um, <laughs> each painting as you go past. How did you know it was the exact spot? I don't know. Have they I had think... my outline done? <laughs> you know, like on a murder scene. They've had it done in primroses. Well, they do have your picture of you on Broad Street, don't they, Gareth? Tell they Frank do. what we saw yesterday. We saw a picture of you on Broad Street. Mm. OK, that's reiteration. <laughs> that is a conversation. <laughs> Um, you know when you had your star on the Walk of Fame, is it? No, shame. Shame. No, yeah. no, 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 no you've got the Walk of Shame, you the, don't get a star. The, the broad Street on yes. the pavement. And, I um, always get a star on the Walk of Shame. Oh, oh. God, at least. Go on. You've had a few stars on the Walk of Shame, <laughs> we know that. We won't name them. Um, and, um, yes, it was you holding your star. And the other people who had won the star as well. We had our picture taken with your picture. There was Noddy Holder, Jasper Carrot. It was like the weirdest family in the world. I like the fact that we see each other on a regular basis, but you had your picture taken with my picture. Yeah. I'm happy to do it live if you want such a picture. But that's good. Yeah, OK, so that's, uh, that, that's a good uh, email anymore. We've had another email. Dear Frank, a couple of years ago, I saw you loitering outside oh, a multi-storey car park in Brindley Place. I don't like the sound of that. That's where, very near to where we are. Very near to where we are. It's loitering. basically where we are. Well, you were wearing a full-length coat as well as other clothes. Could that be right? <laughs> full-length <laughs> coat? Sounds, sounds like something out of the Matrix. I don't like a full-length coat. I was wearing a full-length coat, yeah. <laughs> Um, you gave me an extended look as if to say, please don't approach me. <laughs> oh, Cheers, I know that look. Birmingham. Oh, so do I. Did you not have your please don't approach me sign with you that day? I did, but it was under my full-length coat. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it out. I was in a full-length coat outside a multi store Yeah, I think I'd... Um, what I'd done is I'd just stolen a smart car. And it was under <laughs> It was under the coat. I have a pocket, <laughs> I have a pocket in, near the tail of the coat, mm. um, a smart car pocket. Obviously, I was about to uh, sell it to the people who um, reliably inform us that they buy any cars. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, any cars. I mean, they'll buy a burnt-out 1967 Vauxhall Viva from Waste Ground if you can get it to them, apparently. <laughs> they'll buy corgi cars, dinky cars. What about that? By all sorts. Yeah. I'm distracted by all the fabulous texts we've had in regarding OCD. Which... Oh, that's mm. good. Well, let's, um, let's just do this first. Frank Skinner. I've got a couple of texts that I'd like to read well. out about OCD. Oh, yeah. The listeners love this OCD thing. Oh, they they love it. Do they? Yeah. Um, we've got Sean from Watford. Before I go to bed, I have to hit the three canvas pictures on the wall as they sound like drums. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder what they are, the three canvas pictures. It must sound like the ending to EastEnders. I love it. What do you imagine they are? The three core sisters, maybe. Oh, Maybe it's a triptych of some sort. What about medieval Tom? triptych. Have they not thought of Was it Tom or Tom? It's Core? Sean from Watford. No, but Tom, oh. was it Tom <laughs> Core? <laughs> They're not Tom Toms, they're pictures. Was he called Tom Core? Who's Tom Core? Who's Tom Core? Were you listening to what we just said? No. Oh, man. I have another one that I like, which is, um, I cannot set my morning alarm to a symmetrical number like 6am. It needs to use non-sequential numbers like 602 from Strange Richard in Seven Oaks. 
I see. I don't think he means symmetrical. I don't know why 600. Picky, picky, picky. We know what he means. means. He doesn't want He he doesn't want a nice, neat number. He wants 602 or something like that. I understand. I think that's the side. Isn't that also psychological that you're slightly cheating the world by having an extra two minutes? Oh, I get it. I do that a little bit as well. Maybe Strange Richard and I might be happy bedfellows. You never know. Well, as long as you're happy (laughs) to get up at 602. I'd be very happy. Frank, I will not talk or breathe when I walk past the monkey puzzle tree. Oh. I'm not sure why, but as a child, someone told me something terrible would happen if I did. To this day, I still do it. I'm 38 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I like the last bit, as if the man has been to some sort of monkey puzzle tree rehab, and you have to say that at the end. The sense from of shame. Oh, I've got one more that I really like, which is from Don. When I eat baked beans, I have to leave one on the plate to give it a sense of identity. <laughs> That's, wow. yeah. What you want to consider is the people in the third world who would give anything for that. That bean. one baked bean. That one get back. That ends up in the being alone. Yeah. In between a copy of a newspaper <laughs> and probably some, you know, when you get that, that the bread that you don't quite get to and it goes a bit blue. Mm. Be next to that. Do we have a helpline people could call? Because some of these they might actually need. Don't, talk, don't to talk be derogatory about, about our listeners. I'm not I'm being talking about ever. I'm talking about ever. I mean ever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do it. Okay. Oh, I, I saw the Pope yesterday. Ah. <gasps> mm, I was. Uh, How I, was he? he? He looked all right. He looked well. Did he? He was. Uh, I, I was. He, he was, was in the little Pope mobile. I like that. I want a pink one of those. It's, <laughs> Love uh, it. With a little lo- man in it. It's lovely. I was really. Cla- I, was, Were I was. I was. I was right on the barrier on Lambeth Bridge in, oh. in South London, and because um, that's your manor, that sort of area. That is my manor, and he oh. went. But I, he, he looked straight at me. <gasps> smiled. Oh. Did he? Yeah. I, I, what do you do when the? Do you bow or something? Is there a? I um. I just nodded. You didn't yeah. genuflect. Yeah. I I, I thought. Good I, morning, Mister Magpie. No, no, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to do that with Pope. There probably is one. If, if you're looking around for the second Pope for joy, you're in big trouble. Yeah. That could have happened, of course, in the, in that, that that time when there was actually three popes. Ah. But anyway, so he went past, and I think he mouthed. When's fantasy football coming back? Oh, <laughs> I could have been wrong about it. But he looked straight at me and, and, and waved. I was properly thrilled. It was but brilliant. can I just say, there's obviously, we should say when we're talking about the Pope, there's been a lot of controversy about the Pope, and it's to do with his shoes and who designs them. Yeah, well, it's his people, red shoes. Yeah, people have been discussing. Now, I'm quite obsessed by the red shoes, I have to say. A lot of people say they're designed by Prada, but everyone knows they're Adriano Staffanelli. <laughs> And, Scorpio yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's been using that cobbler for quite some years now. I'm so obsessed by the shoes. I know quite a lot about them. Well, Adolf Hitler used the same cobbler <laughs> his whole life. So anyway, um, oh. I thought they were so he can go back to Oz whenever he wants. Oh, <laughs> but they I'm are for. rather smart, aren't they? They are. They are lovely. Now, a lot in the, there is an option. There's a red slipper option. I don't know if you knew that for folks. Oh, is that oh. for indoors? So like indoors. Hugs. Yes. Like yeah. Hugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there's a red sort of velvet slipper, but um, apparently Benedict, he, he, he don't like the slipper. <laughs> so he keeps on the red leather shoe in, Oh, I indoors. like him for that. Uh, yeah. But he's one of those people, you know, when they come round your house, they keep the outdoor shoes on. You're thinking, oh, we can't. Frank, that'd be a good present for him. A scarlet hug. Oh, he'd love that. <laughs> scarlet hug for the Pope. Yeah, that would be a nice idea. Yeah. To go with his Mazetta. Yeah. That's his little cape thing. Yeah. Oh. I've noticed that the seeing the Pope mobile close up it looked very very similar to an ice cream van <laughs> and he looked because his heart there's like a little section halfway up if there'd been say if there'd been Ave Maria going that's what he should do he shouldn't have official things he should just drive around England in his, his ice cream van mobile stop play religious music and all the Catholics would all run out to gather around <laughs> I think that would be uh, absolutely mm. marvellous we only have this excellent. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute. Radio. Oh, Roll Away Your Stone by Mumford and Sons. Can I just tell you, we've had a great text in Frank. Oh, from Joe, Joe in Sutton says, Frank, can you tell Emily the Pope would never wear Prada as the devil wears Prada? <laughs> oh, that's good, that's isn't good. it? I believe the devil is uh, on to, uh, I think, in October. <laughs> he's coming yeah, yeah. I love you, Joe. I don't love you, but... No, that's a, quite that's, fond of you. That's a very fine joke. He had, um, he had a, you know, that little hat that they. That oh, they I know the little hat. Yeah, you know, they got like a little bit on the top, mm. like, um, like, 
like he's been picked and they've left a stalk on. Like a cherry stalk. He had that. It's like it's like the sort of top of a, an acorn. You know, the sort of the cop of an acorn. Mm-hmm. It looked like that. The hat. It looked like say if they'd sent up an acorn to um, that's life, and they've said, "Look at this acorn. It looks like an eighty-three-year-old man." And we've left. It looked. That's what he looked like. He had this look. Even as he disappeared over the bridge, I could still see the little stalk sticking up. <laughs> that's what I'll always remember. I love the satin stalk. Yeah, the, yeah, it's not. Well, I think that. I think no, that's it's Lee. satin that cap. Is it really? Mm. He had his mazetta on. He had his, um, you know, the 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 the, the red cloak. Oh yeah. But yeah, I noticed the capes had, are very in as well, Frank. Yeah, well, he had the summer one, which is satin, because there is a fur one, you know, like a oh, red. Oh, for AW two thousand and ten. Yeah, that, that's what exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's sticking with summer. He hasn't got AW yet. And, SS. Uh, it's red with a with a white fur. It's it's no, very. It's got a very. It's got a Santa baby type of a oh, no. yeah. You know what I mean? When you see sexy women do Santa baby and they're the little... He's like that. He's, he's, he's missed the fashion. Yeah. And it's all happened. They had um, Susan Boyle sound. Well, apparently, it. although I was a bit mortified to see Subo. Now, please design for Subo, re-makeover. What did concern me was the coat she was wearing. Did you see it? It, it had a sort of sort large... Of a black coat. Yeah, had a bomber sort of... jacket. Was it? No, <laughs> no. Was it a leather bomber? <laughs> had a very big faux fur collar. Oh, oh yeah, I did see. It. And black double breasted. I thought that was sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was very elegant. So elegant, in fact, that I have that coat. Uh yeah. oh. Yeah. You've got the same yes. coat as two. Oh right. Two yes. <laughs> I presume yours doesn't, yours doesn't have sick on. Oh. <laughs> She said, um, it's a great honour to sing for the Pope, and it's something I've always dreamed of. Oh. You think she's always dreamt of singing for the Pope? Why not? You're calling Susan Boyle a liar. Yeah. Maybe she has very vivid prophetic dreams. That, I must say, would not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Yeah, it was the police. <laughs> um, I say yes. That's what George Michael said. God, I hate oh. it when the police hang around. Oh, well, that's, that's what George what... Michael said as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hate it when the police hang around. Oh, you can text us on eight twelve fifteen, and our guest in not too long now is Shazia Mirza, who's a bit of a local hero in these parts. Oh, yeah. So, She's a friend of mine as well. Yeah, George Michael. I mean, I, it's for the best, isn't it? What, him being in Chokey? I think it is. Oh yeah, and that's what my criminal. Have you met Chuck? I mean, he's a nice, he's a nice bloke. Thanks. Sorry, um, I think it's I know a lot of the prison terminology. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Okay. No, I, I just don't want him. I don't want George Michael free while the Pope mobiles on the street. I mean, you know, there could be a terrible international because he could come out of any side road, couldn't he? Asleep. So now he's. Can he? I'm starting to think. Has anyone actually asked George if he can drive? <laughs> I mean, in court, has anyone checked to see if he's got a license? I think he might be someone who just bought a car on a whim yeah. one day and probably can't be that difficult. And has discovered he finds it very, very boring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's probably only driven it once in the Club Tropicana video. Did he drive one in that? I, I think don't he did. Yeah. Oh, I, can't, I can't remember the Club Tropicana video. I've got too much on my mind, to be honest, today. <laughs> so is George. He certainly He's has. got a lot of thinking time in that prison. Hasn't yes, he? I. I tell you something, when he comes out, George, I mean, I'm, I'm in prison. <laughs> yeah. Um, this I was going to say, that ship has sailed. I don't want anyone to tune in and think, God, this is a very old show. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, um, when he comes out of prison, I, did you know, you know his boyfriend? Um, Kenny Goss. Kenny Goss. <laughs> yeah. He, um, do you know what his job was in America? No. No. Was he in South Park? He wasn't in oh. South Park. No, that wasn't him. Um, it was... Um, he was a cheerleader coach. Wow. Extraordinary profession. Yeah, that's what he did. He trained cheerleaders. And I thought, when George comes out of prison, you could really put on quite a display, <laughs> couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, George. <laughs> or something like that. It'd be really lovely. Because he's got to get his own back. Because when, apparently when he arrived in prison, the prisoners were all singing freedom and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and being a bit Oh, they sarcastic. will do that. So when he leaves in probably about four days and uh, goes, you know, he's... You know, he's worth not going back to his Hampstead mansion. I think he should have a little bit of a go back on the way out. Yeah. He laughs last. 
I liked it when he said to his lawyer on the way in, apparently when he was sentenced, he went, I told you, I told you. <laughs> yeah. What, what did he tell him? Well, he obviously got angry with the lawyer. I don't know. I, I don't told know. you you have to stay awake <laughs> while you're driving. You said it was all right. <laughs> I don't, I just don't get It's a very strange, what do you do? I mean, I know it's funny, eight, let's say he does eight weeks. Mm. Hmm. And he's, they're, they're having to keep him away from everyone else, so he doesn't have a cellmate. I mean, is he in solitary? I'd have thought, after what he did for Andrew Ridgely, Andrew Ridgely would have just gone out and hit an old-age pensioner this week just for solidarity. <laughs> they could have put him in the same cell. It would have been like the old... They could have had Pepsi and Shirley in the next cell. Oh, yeah, some on briefs. Would have loved it. Oh, man, can you imagine it? The white T-shirt. But uh, he's in on his own. What, what do you do? What do you do for eight weeks sitting in a cell? Well, you see, I think you'd be quite good in prison, Frank, because I think you'd be one of those ones that would start... You know, you'd uh, you'd be at the tuck shop or something. You'd be organising, yeah. I think, and creating reading groups. You'd be a crier, Gareth. I'm sorry, but you would. I'd be a crier, yeah. You I'd would. be the first to break yeah. new fish. <laughs> They'd go, yeah, hey, we've got a crier here, mate. New fish? Is that what they yeah, call them? Mm. I think so, in Shawshank Redemption. You can't base your prison experience on that. <laughs> I'd work it. Why not? I'd, I'd escape. I'd be sprung from the moor. Because I know people. Oh, well, you certainly do. <laughs> yeah, but Jimmy Carr's not going to get you out. I thought he could, he could call Mr. Loophole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh... it's, yeah, it's a shame, really, that George is in, because the one person who could ram-raid a prison <laughs> is George Michael at the wheel of the car. <laughs> that is. I hope that you think someone will be picking him up when he goes out. <laughs> Maybe you'll do that Mike Tyson thing and come out like, covered in tattoos. And... Oh, I love it Ooh, when they do that. Or Laddie Grayson down the back. <laughs> be I, the prison album, I'm looking forward to the prison album. That'll be I think great. he's got time to write, really concentrate on his music. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, well, he might do that, you're mm. right. I always thought exercise, if I was in prison, I'd do a lot of exercise. That's what always been my dream. Out in the yard? No, I think I could do it in my cell. I've always wanted... I, we don't have to, I need to go on to the next thing. Can I just tell you this? Okay. I've always thought I'd really like to strengthen my, my grip. <laughs> what? I oh think it's a very God. underestimated skill. If you, if you could develop... <laughs> it's a skill? If you, yeah, if, say if you had a couple of very hard rubber balls and you, you could spend eight weeks just squeezing them... <laughs> I think I we better play a song. <laughs> I've often thought that'd be. Then if, if you were mobbed, if you were mobbed, you could take someone's wrists in one vice-like grip, their ankles in the other, put them round your neck like a glorious pashmina and go straight to the police station. <laughs> I tell you, who's got a good grip is Chokey. <laughs> yeah. This is Frank Skinner. There you go, that's um, the four. Oh, I'd never have guessed. Yeah, with, oh. uh, with Birmingham School of Business School. <laughs> and Chelsea Mirza has joined us. Hello. Hello. You're all right on that stool. I you look like a... a midget, don't I? Yeah. Oh, I never realised you were a midget before. <laughs> that's not a bad thing to be, can we make that clear? Yeah. That's the official <laughs> absolute policy. We're pro-midget. I look yeah. like I'm talking from under the desk. You sound, you Hello, sound, everyone. You sound fine, but I can't see you. It's like radio in many ways. I look great under here. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you look good when you came in. I just, I like you better taller. Yes. Maybe we could get a cushion for chassis. Is this because right. it's Birmingham? Is there a shortage of chairs and? I don't. Know, I think BRMB. You know, these are hard times. Oh, all hard well, for the contrary. Let's get rid of all the chairs. I mean, <laughs> I think they they stand sometimes the the DJs for energy reasons. But Do we, they? We're not interested in that. Terrible right? decision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so welcome, Chelsea. Do, do you live in Birmingham? No, I don't live here anymore. Obviously, because I'm doing well. And. Um... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, I don't know why people are ashamed to say they're from Birmingham because it looks quite nice now that it's finished. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> it does, when it? I first started doing comedy, everyone used to do jokes about Birmingham and yeah. and you never hear that anymore. It's it's gone up in the yeah, world. Yeah, it's so glamorous. The ball ring now. It is. It properly oh, is. But it really it is. is. That Primark has done it. Oh, I went to, <laughs> oh, I went to Harvey Nichols. Oh. It's lovely. Oh, Harvey Nichols. Do they have one in Birmingham? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I'll get with it, Chelsea. <laughs> I wouldn't be here otherwise. Everything's but changed. Primark is like the flagship store on New Street. And I is just, it? yeah, I don't buy, I, I go there, I don't buy anything. I just go in there to see the fights. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of going to Primark and not buying anything. You just, your mind you just, you don't need to. You don't cheap. need to. 
can just shoplift by accident. It's <laughs> all those clothes on the floor. Can yeah, I say that? Absolute radio <laughs> absolutely disapproves of shoplifting in all manifestations. <laughs> uh, so, um, so Shazia, you're you're here working basically. I'm working. I love working. I'm always working. Oh, good. Good old Asian me. And, uh, <laughs> good old Asian me. We're going to be playing that song later on. <laughs> That's one of my favourites. That Chaz and Dave. Um, in case you don't know Shazia, by the way, I should explain that she's Asian, so she can say that. Yeah, exactly. You're not actually. You're in, you're born in England, are you? But your parents are. Uh, my parents are from Pakistan. I mean mm-hmm. Birmingham. And um, okay. No, I I, am, I was born in Birmingham. Okay. And my parents are from Pakistan. What worries me is there was a lot of heavy betting this morning that Shazia would say Birmingham at t- exactly twenty past nine, and she just really? said it. So I'm thinking that might be something tied in with the cricket team. <laughs> so anyway, um, so what, what what are you playing? Is there anything we can plug or is it all just sold out? Um, no, I, I don't know if it's sold out. I'm doing a show tonight in Birmingham. There's always two or three tickets, even for sold out gigs. Yeah, they say it's sold out, but it's not really no, sold exactly. out. Because there's always three seats available. I don't know who they keep those for. I don't know if they keep... Uh, people don't like to buy singles because people like to sit next to their friend even though they don't speak to them for the show. <laughs> it's a very st- strange phenomenon. <laughs> so but there probably we're... are a few tickets available. So where are you at? At the Birmingham... At the old rep. Oh, the old rep? Oh, the old rep. I don't know. It's on Station Street in I Birmingham. Know it, I know it well. I didn't think it was still still alive, you know, still there, but it's there. That's it's where there. Um, Laurence Olivier started. Really? Yeah, that was his first company, I believe. I'm going to be on stage where Laurence... Well, it's all gone arts programme on Radio 4. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that arts programme. Oh, well, that's fabulous. And are, are you, uh, you're touring at the moment, is that And right? then I'm in West Bromwich next Saturday. Oh, are Frank you? likes it there, because that's where his team... West that's his Bromwich team. at the New Public? The New Public? The Public? Oh, you're at that, the big arts centre, t- uh, 88 million quid thingy. It That'll be lovely. It costs a lot of money, but there's no one in it, so we need to get people in it. Yeah. Mm. And you've been charged with that mission. <laughs> yeah, it's quite nice. It's, it looks like Wembley. Does it? It's Wembley, but it's in West Bromwich. Yeah, that sounds all right to me. Emily's laughing. <laughs> so, um, I'm just going to throw some random questions. What would you say was the highlight of your week this week? Oh, going to Kendall last night. I went to Kendall last night and I got lost because my sat-nav had run out of battery. Kendall in the Lake District is yeah, that one. Where, I, where the mint cake comes from. That's right, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I was going to the gig and I got lost. And uh, and then some nice man got in my car and showed what? me the what. You're very I, trusting. Oh, too tr- some say too trusting. He was 80, though. I mean... Oh, he, so he yeah. can't <laughs> carry a pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought, well, he can't run that far if something goes wrong. <laughs> well, no, but if he's hacked your head off in the yeah. car and you're in some lay-by somewhere, he, he won't have very, He can saunter. He, he can afford very, to saunter. He had a very nice accent and he was very nice. So I let him in. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it was okay. very nice. Well, no, I'm with you now, Charlie. Now opened, you said he that. He opened me some sweets. And oh, I... what? <laughs> Does any young single women listening, please don't follow Shazzy. It's true. He offered me some sweets in the car and he, he took me to the gig. And well, so I let enough. him in for free. And he was about oh, don't do that, Shazia. He was really nice. It would have been bad if I'd charged him, wouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> well, indeed. Well, um, yeah, well, I'm glad you made it here because who knows who wanders around Kendall at night? Now, that's, that's if they phone in. <laughs> who wanders around Kendall at night? They're Look, all really nice people. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they are really nice people. I'm not, not saying they are. Apart from there is one, apparently, one bad penny, but whether that was him or not, we'll soon find out. I'm all right, I'm here. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. You know, that was uh, Brandon Flowers with Crossfire. Shazia Mercer is our guest this morning. Shazia Mercer, who used to be a teacher. Yeah. And one of her pupils... Well, I think I know who it was. <laughs> Go on. Is he a bit of a rascal? He's such a rascal. He, that's that's right. right. <laughs> he's a rascal. That's right. It was Dizzy Rascal. How was he? Was he uh, a rascal? Awful. 
Awful. Was he? Awful. <gasps> I mean, he, his, his real name is Dylan Mills. You know why they called him Dizzy Rascal? No. Because the teachers used to call him Dizzy and some used to call him a right rascal. So he put these two together and called himself Dizzy Rascal. So he was named and by it's the much teachers better. at your school. Did you contribute? Did you come up with uh, either of those no, names? No, uh, my, mine were a lot worse oh, than okay. Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> he was really bad. And I saw him the other day, which was really odd. And he came, he came running up to me and went, Miss! Miss! <laughs> That's what you want Dizzy. No rapper should be calling any woman Miss in public. It just didn't suit him. Miss, Miss, do you remember me? I thought, oh my God, yeah, you're the reason I became a comedian. So what, what was the nature of his naughtiness then? Well, he used to uh, open, I used to be a science teacher, so he used to open the, he used to open the lab windows, which were really big, and escape through them in the middle of the lesson. Oh, and he'd take... Is there no door? No, there was a door, but he'd go through the windows. Goodness just, me. And he'd take Bunsen burners with him. Bunsen burners? <laughs> uh, like, honestly, there'd be a lesson going on. Uh, I'd be teaching some. He'd just grab some Bunsen burners and leg it through the window. <laughs> and then he selling them a scrap? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And then there was all these other kids that would follow him. <laughs> a Pied Piper of, of chemistry. Yeah. It was... It, it's no. the flame. Were they, you sure they weren't moths? It was awful. Yeah. He, he was really bad. Oh, and then man. now I see him and he goes, Miss, I wasn't that bad, was I? And I was like, you are terrible. But it's what you want to hear about Dizzy Rass. If well, you exactly. said he was an absolute paragon. He and... would never have become a rapper if he was really good. If no. he was a nice, you know, He'd well He'd be a biochemist now. No, he wouldn't, because I was a crap teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's uh, it's good practice for being a stand-up comedian? Uh, though, it was where I was teaching. It was so rough. Was it? It was so rough. They, I used to come into into the class in the morning, and they'd go, "Miss, when are you leaving?" Ah, oh, you're so. Oh, this is rubbish. When are you leave? When are you going, Miss? I mean, I've never stood up in a gig and someone's gone, oh, when are you leaving? This is rubbish. It'd be a killer heckle, wouldn't it? <laughs> you are rubbish. When are you leaving? Oh, <laughs> no. No one's, no one's ever said that to me in a gig. I used to come into the classroom and they'd go, oh, not you again. <laughs> How old were these kids? They were like 15, 11 to 16. Okay. Oh, that's a hard age group, I think. And, they, and I'm teaching them science. They're, they're not interested in science. You know, they all wanted to be football players. They weren't interested in science. Neither was I. And so it was difficult. It was a bad relationship. But science has become incredibly cool now, of yeah. course, hasn't it? it must, it's a great... I don't know why I'm saying all this, because the thing is, tonight I'm doing this gig at, in Birmingham and it's for the science festival. Huh? Oh, so... OK. Is it about science? <laughs> no, I think they've invited me to do a show because I used to be a science teacher. And now I've just rubbished all that. <laughs> so that qualifies for the science fest. Just wear a lab coat. It'll be absolutely that fine. That was another thing. Dizzy Rascal used to pick up my lab coat and just wear it round the school. <laughs> I can't picture him in a lab coat. Oh, so I can. To, can. He used to put a lab coat just wear it round the school for fun. <laughs> and every time I used to turn up to my lesson, I'd be wearing, like, where's my lab coat? And then I'd get it back and there'd be holes burnt in it. <gasps> Dizzy was styling it out. <laughs> <laughs> was there any hint of his sort of musical yes, prowess? a lot. Really? Because really? he, um, he never, he wasn't, obviously he wasn't interested in science or anything, but the kids, they were so bored. They used to just sit in the lab all day and just do, get rulers and pencils and just go like this. <laughs> all day, for an hour, like in the middle of the lesson. Yeah. And I didn't realise, but that was his, uh, his latest record. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's easier than the classical <laughs> He world, was, isn't it? Where well, you have to sit around with an oboe. <laughs> well, he, when he used to get kicked out of lessons, the music teacher always used to take him in and say, sit at the back and compose your own stuff. He was a great music teacher and he really encouraged him. And I think, and that's mm. where, when he left, this, he, he was really passionate about his music. He loves his music. This is the perfect biog, isn't it, for Dizzy Rask? This is yeah. exactly what you want to hear about He said Dizzy he'd Rask. die without his music, and I think that's absolutely true. Shortly before stealing your lab coat and running <laughs> off with a Bonson banner. That's odd, because I'd die without this track. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You're staying with your mum and dad while you're in Birmingham. That's right. That must be lovely. It is lovely because I come home late at night, three in the morning, and my mum's got curries on the stove. <laughs> Would you like curry? <laughs> I thought, have you been staying up all night till I come home just so that you can give me some, That's you lovely. know, sargasm? Yeah. They're still up. They're, they're, they're up. They don't sleep. 
And my mum, <laughs> no, no, my mum's, and my mum's, she's always trying to marry me off. So she always, every time I come home, she goes, I, she stops people at bus stops. If she sees like an Asian woman at a bus stop, <laughs> this is true. She'll go up to her and she'll go, do you have a son? Do you have a son? Because I have a daughter. Give me your number and we can arrange things. I swear, this is what she does. And I'll come home, she'll go, I met this woman today at the bus stop. I've got her number. She's got a son, 35 PhD. Really good. <laughs> I think she, this is, she's got a list of numbers of all the single Asian men in Britain. She calls it the Islamabad yellow pages. <laughs> Does the, the, the arra- I've always thought the arranged marriages were somewhat brilliant. So do I. It. I mean, hanging around in nightclubs trying oh, to yeah. meet people when your mum and dad will do it all by post. <laughs> It's good, isn't it? It's yeah. much better. People go on about forced marriages. Well, I think, oh, I'd love my parents to force mar- me into a marriage. I don't, if they're listening now, they'll, they'll be <laughs> yeah. saying, you hear that? That's, that's the green light. They've got nothing better to do except make curries and arrange marriages. And do they like you being a comic? Do they approve? Well, they don't talk about it. It's, I think it's like being gay. Like, we go home, we sit around the dinner table and nobody mentions what I do. They use euphemisms for comedy. And I went home the other week and Robin Williams was on TV and, you know, we were watching it and she, she couldn't say, oh, he's a comedian. She went... Oh, he's one of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> so have they seen you lie? Oh, God, no. It's all about them. I don't want them to come and see it. Because <laughs> they actually wanted me to be a doctor, you know, because there aren't enough Asian doctors in Britain. And um, <laughs> they wanted me to be a doctor, marry a doctor, have some little doctors, you know. I don't know why. But, uh, but laughter is the best medicine. They should think of that. No, oh. they never laugh. They're so miserable. <laughs> oh, that can't be true. <laughs> They just never laugh. They're like, oh, when are you getting married and stopping this nonsense on the motorway? <laughs> they don't like me driving. <laughs> they don't like me driving. They, they think I'm a lobby, lorry driver. They don't like me going up and down the motorway and coming back at three in the morning. She go, My mum goes, oh, the neighbours will get the wrong idea about you. Yeah, especially if you forget to drop off the 80-year-old man. <laughs> Arriving outside the house with him, we just—that's all I can get, Frank. <laughs> well, you'll be—you'll be up to your ears in Pendle Mint Cake. Look at it that way. <laughs> well, it's, uh, uh, they should be very proud, I think. You're because yeah, uh, you've done fantastically well, and you're on tour now. Can I just end with a plug? So the tour is called what? Multiple choice. Okay. Okay. Kept that teaching thing going. Haven't you? <laughs> is it A? Uh, no, it's not. And it's all it's all over, basically. It's all it's all over the no. all over the country. I don't oh, really it hasn't finished. No, it's, it's all over. Don't come, everyone. It's over. No, it's, no. it's not over. I'd have no, actually. it's just started, and it's all over yeah. the country. And it's uh, it's started now. It's have you a, got a website they can look up? It's on so. www.shaziamirza.com. Well, there you go. Do go and see Shazia and. Um, and don't tell a mum and dad. You see her, because, and if you're an, a handsome young Asian man, feel free to stay text, away. Text in. That'll be fine. Well, I, I meant more for Emily. To be Frank Skinner. Yeah, a bit of sweet symphony by the Verve there, coming right at you. Ah, it's disgusting. Oh, it's, I think I've been drinking out the BRMB mug. <laughs> it's not. It's not too good. So look, uh, all our regular listeners, um, I'm not going to do it. Yes, all eight of them will. Um, <laughs> will be. I did. Oh, thanks, do it. Chris Evans. Yeah, they'll be. Uh, they'll be thinking. Well, hold on. Emily mm. went to China last week. She didn't <gasps> even mentioned it. It's not all about me. Well, it is. But, um, yeah, I went to China, went to Beijing. Oh, my God, guys, I loved it. OMG. (laughs) OMG, well done, Frank. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I was bartering in the markets for cashmere. I uh, I went to the Forbidden City, which is amazing. Well, do you know why it's called the Forbidden City? No. Because commoners weren't allowed in. So I decided that's a bit like my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but well, it's... not every night. I think you have curfews. And... <laughs> Occasionally. There's an annual amnesty. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, and I met the emperor, the last emperor's nephew. Wow. God, how old is he? A bit too old for me, sadly. Yeah. He's about 65, 70. Is that an Eddie old. Murphy film? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite old for a nephew, isn't it? <laughs> there should be an age when you stop being a nephew. Too mm. old. 
But it's you must go, guys. It's amazing there. But I did. You know, I was there to interview Kate Blanchett. Indeed, that must have been exciting. She's a oh, I loved her. She's she's strangely ethereal. Don't oh, you think? she's stunning. She, em, she emanates light. She does. She does like those some um, things at Halloween. And very tall as well, and very kind of statuesque. And afterwards, I did the slightly naff thing. I felt a bit embarrassed because I said, oh, can I have a photo? Did you? Yeah, I had oh, to. Oh, thank I, I had to. That's great. <laughs> had to go we believed you. And my pa- my parents were always very strict. Don't ask people for autographs, darling. But in no, this My instance, parents never said that. <laughs> I, I have to say. <laughs> anyway, so I said, oh, Kate, can I have the photo? Oh, yeah, sure. Very down to earth and also lovely. Went to get the photo taken and Kate went to, she sort of snaked her lovely sinewy arm around me. I thought, oh, that's nice. And then she suddenly thought better of it and took her arm off. Oh, no. I don't know what, maybe she didn't like my perfume. Was, did you have a parrot on the, on the far <laughs> shoulder? <laughs> just, just felt the talons and thought, no, I'm not going there. No, that's a bit. It was a bit weird. So suddenly she, re- she thought better of it. Oh, I know. It, so it, it she was, just stood side on arms folded. It was a bit like friend, not friend. I think yeah, she probably thought, oh, oh too familiar. Do you do that when you have your photo taken? Well, I um, there was a period I had so many photos taken. This was in my glory years. Yeah, when I, and put my, I started to get a bit of repetitive strain syndrome in the right shoulder. <laughs> And I had to, I had to move them round to the left arm. This is absolutely. I'm, I'm wow. sure it must have been caused by something else. But I put, I put the arm, and I go, oh, just really feel a stabbing pain down the, down the oh. arm. Fan shoulder, that's called. Fan, fan shoulder. Is that, is that fan shoulder? Mm. Isn't that where you have to put your furniture in a Chinese house? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that... so anyway, so that was, but uh, it was, it was such a great trip. And but I did get very into the, um, the toilets over there, Frank, as well. Yes. The forbidden toilets. No, not the forbidden toilets. You know, they have amazing loos. The loos are so amazing over there that they actually have a memory in them. So they remembered last time you used it. Oh, no. And they start warming the seat in anticipation. There's a memory in the loo. Yeah. I never say Luke. I, I, I didn't like that at all. I bet they've got some anecdotes, those new Luke's. <laughs> I bet they have. <laughs> things to say. There's a memory in it. Yeah. You have to mix up with an elephant. No, it's definitely a memory. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't imagine someone coming out and saying, oh, God, who's left a memory in the loo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What, what do they remember? That's what worries me. They just... Yeah. Have they got photographic memory? <laughs> you walk in and they go, oh, God. Not this one again. <laughs> They store your usage patterns. You're joking. Oh, no, no I just mean in terms of what time of day you're using the toilet. So they're ready for you when you yes, arrive. They, yes, brace so the <laughs> they brace themselves. They brace themselves. What do they, does the window open automatically? No. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you mean then? So, what, so they remember, they start warming the seat and they open. They don't. They do. Wow. They do. That is unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, I was in Japan once and they had one of these electric ones and at the end of it you pressed the button and water came up like a fabulous Oh, fountain. yeah, they've got those, yeah. And you just sat and it, 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 um, it thoroughly rinsed. Mm. And we were with a... <laughs> but it was quite a direct jet. It wasn't... It a didn't, direct hit. It didn't spray out so that it was quite... I mean, it, yeah. you could adjust it slightly to get the target absolutely... Oh, it's direct. There's well, no collateral damage. I remember an Australian uh, cameraman said to me, he said, oh, he said it was... It, it got me right in the date. Oh. And I thought, I'd never heard that. They're very crude, aren't they? <laughs> they're, they're, they're very crude. What, what do you think? Oh, Kate Blanchett. Anyway, yeah. um, that's about it from us, actually. Um, mm. Next week's guest is Izzy Sooty, and we'll be back with Not The Weekend podcast on Wednesday. So um, that's all from us. Good day to you. We only have this excellent. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.